Squarespace is proud to support students and parents as they listen to Getting In. Learn how creating a personal website can help you stand out with colleges. Go to squarespace.com slash getting in. Getting In is also sponsored by audible.com. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word products. Just for being a Getting In listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audible.com slash college. From Slate and Panoply, this is Getting In, a podcast series about the path to college. I'm your host, Julie Lithcott-Hames. Today, we're going to talk about student performers and the college application process. How should musicians, singers, and actors prepare if they want to attend conservatories and undergraduate programs dedicated to performing arts? A little later in the show, we'll hear from two of our Getting In seniors with a passion for music and theater. And I'll talk with Douglas Long, a college counselor at Interlochen, the elite performing arts boarding school in Michigan. But first, we have an update from Getting In senior Jonathan Diaz. As his counselor, Josh Steckel, told us a few weeks ago, Jonathan applied early decision to Muhlenberg, a liberal arts college in Allentown, Pennsylvania. Well, we caught up with Jonathan last week in Josh's counseling office at the Brooklyn School for Collaborative Studies. And he shared some news. So three weeks ago, I believe, I got an acceptance letter from Muhlenberg for a decision. So I'm going to be going there in the fall. The envelope itself, it had um, you're in with like the comic book action marks. So I, so I pretty much knew already without opening it that's what it was going to be about. I'm happy I'm going there. They have good food. They have the best facilities that I've seen from the colleges I visited. That's what it made me decide to go early decision. And not only did he get accepted to Muhlenberg, Jonathan was offered a generous aid package. So pretty much me and Josh did the whole calculation, and my full cost will be 4900 I believe. When I told my, when I told one of my friends, they, were, yeah. they told me that I was set, and that kind of scares me because I don't feel like I'm set. Like I guess I have to maintain my high GPA. I still have to make sure I do all my work because as soon as I slack off, then the, they can reject me at any, at any moment. Jonathan, the first thing I want to say, and I wish I could see your face, I wish I could say this to your face, I'm so happy for you. I'm thrilled for you. Listening to your discovery of Muhlenberg over these months, you are arranging a visit to Muhlenberg, not only for yourself, but for some of your classmates, to see that Muhlenberg saw you, saw the fantastic potential in you. I'm happy for you. I'm even happier for them. Or I guess I'm just happy for everything at this point. Yay! You did it. We're so happy for you. And Jonathan also raised a huge and very real issue for students after they get in. What it takes to maintain the grades, to keep a scholarship, or even just to keep the offer of admission. You don't want to slack off every senior listening to me. Once you've gotten in, doesn't mean now it's time to downshift. Yes, a huge amount of pressure has been removed. It's wonderful that you've gotten in, but that college wants to see that you still care about being a student, that you still take pride in your hard work. Relax. Yes, the pressure is off. You've gotten in. But don't be lazy. Be that student they're proud to have admitted. 
We've got updates from two more of our Getting In seniors, Jordana Meyer in Maryland. Hey everyone, it's Jordana Meyer. Um, it's 3.17 p.m. on Thursday, January 21st. And Alessandra LaPera in New Jersey. Hello, this is Alessandra LaPera. It is January 18th at about 8 o'clock. And I am currently rehearsing for my auditions. Both of these young women are passionate about performing. I kind of do theater pretty much every every day because I have rehearsals. I'm in two shows right now. I am in Mary Poppins and I'm reviving my role of Mrs. Banks. Just like I was over the summer, I will be um, doing it again. And then I am also Duchess Estonia Dulworth in uh, the comedy, the musical comedy, Nice Work, if you can get it. I finished finals. I'm a second semester senior. Woo! I had my choral juries and my IB music recital two days ago. Um, and they went well enough. <laughs> um, it's hard to transition vocally from Green Day and rock and roll to, you know, 18th century Italian arias, but I did my best. Um, and my teachers understood. For several of her college applications, Jordana Meyer sent in supplements showcasing her singing because she'd like to continue studying classical voice and musical theater. So yesterday I also had my Harvard interview and uh, it went well. I was very tired. I was having difficulty speaking at some points. My interviewer was very understanding, though. He's like, it's okay, I get it, I get it. He actually, he asked me an interesting question. He asked me if I could create a seminar for myself. Uh, what would it be? And I said, activism through performance. So that's something I definitely like to explore in college. And she's keeping up a very busy performing schedule this semester. My rehearsals for Sideshow will start next week. Um, I have to be off book, which means you know, totally memorized, uh, within three rehearsals. Uh, which is definitely how it would work in the professional world. Um, my pre-professional program is supposed to simulate the professional world, and it does that very well. Uh, for example, there's a role that was open later on, in, later on, you know, this coming year that I really wanted, and I prepared for it for months for the audition, not even for the role, and found out that one of my close friends and mentors actually has had the role for some time, and decided not to tell me and for some reason continued supporting my efforts. So that, those kinds of things happen in theater, but, um, you know, the personal and the theatrical failures. So, but it's fine. Everyone's been through these things before. So, you know, you move on to the next role. Now, Jordana's not auditioning in person as part of her application process. But for Alessandra, the programs she's applied to, including NYU, require an audition. I am doing a piece... Uh, two pieces, actually. My comedic piece is from a show called It Had to Be You. And then my dramatic piece is from a show called Gruesome Playground Injuries. And the comedic one is about this girl who goes into an audition and she kind of gets a little sidetracked talking to the person auditioning her. <laughs> so it, it's it's kind of funny the way her mind wanders and um, how she's trying to sell herself. And meanwhile, they, they don't really want to hear it anymore. So they start packing up to go home and she's, you know, she's trying to get them to stay, showing them different things. It, it's, it's very funny in that way. And then my dramatic piece is about this girl, Kayleen, who is a very emotionally blocked person due to some emotional trauma in her early life. So she um, realized that the only person that she's ever confided in, who is her friend, Doug, um, he is in a coma. I'm currently feeling nervous about my audition 
because I know that this is kind of the make it or break it thing, you know, um, for somebody who is auditioning for schools. Usually it's almost for some schools anyway, it's it's like a 50 50, you know, they you need to be at some sort of academic level depending upon what school you're applying to but you also need to bring to the table some sort of talent some sort of passion they have to see how vulnerable you're willing to make yourself um because theater is is just so it you need to be able to make yourself vulnerable if you want any tips of from things that i've learned um as a performer for auditions Besides the fact that you need to keep yourself vulnerable, you have to go in there and you have to be genuine. And you can't go in there and pretend to be someone you're not. And I know you've heard this every single day of your life, but they're looking for you. You have to take who you are and just put it out there on the table. And you have to choose pieces that you connect to. You can't just choose a piece because you saw your best friend perform a comedic piece and you really liked it. Or you liked the way she did it. And then you take that piece and you do it the exact same way she did it. That's not going to work. You have to put your own into it. You can't watch a video and, you, you know, kind of copy Acting isn't copying. You can't copy and you can't mimic. So it has to be something that you connect to. It's an intense time for Alessandra and the thousands of students like her who are facing in-person auditions over the next several weeks. Daring to be vulnerable in front of people judging you, it sounds terrible and terrifying. But it's precisely how to convey your actual self in this process. Well, I'm delighted to be joined today by Doug Long a college counselor at Interlochen, which is an elite performing arts boarding school in Michigan. For over a decade, Doug's been advising Interlochen's supremely talented musicians, actors, and performers as they head to conservatories and undergraduate programs dedicated to music and theater. Doug, welcome to Getting In. Great. Thank you for having me. What's the college admission process been like for Interlochen seniors this year? You know, I think there are always surprises, twists and turns along the way. And when you look at the visual and performing arts, I, that comes in the form of what instrument is a deficit for this year, meaning uh, it might mean a better financial aid package, or it might be that a student has a wider opportunity to get into schools that might have been reach schools, or if an instrument, say you're a vocal soprano, and which are, there are many of them in the field, uh, and there's a high number of those students auditioning, then what they have to do separately to get themselves in a position to showcase themselves very well. Uh, in what they're doing. In terms of listening to the two young ladies, I think both have had some excellent guidance along the way in regards to preparing vocally uh, and working on music that is is appropriate, uh, being involved in a choir, having a vocal coach, uh, putting things. uh, Many times we have students put information into a supplement because they may not want to major in music, but they still want the arts to be a part of their life and they'll be advocates and participants and performers. And for Alessandra, I think she's, she's dead on accurate with the idea of being personable, being yourself, 
being who you are and being genuine because that is exactly what they're looking for. And I would say this to all artists and all students, and I would certainly uh, certainly agree with everything that's been said about the authenticity uh, of your writing and, and, and being who you are because the people adjudicating you or listening to you, they'll be able to tell the difference. Uh, and I think it's also good to keep in mind that when you go into an audition, auditioners are, uh, for all the arts are not looking for a finished product. They're looking for someone that's coachable. They're looking for someone that can fit in their studio and potentially learn from them. Uh, they're looking for the next generation of student they're going to have. And that doesn't mean perfection. Okay, so Doug, Alessandra, like many, is preparing for auditions right now. There are thousands like her heading to an in-person music and theater audition over the next couple of weeks. And as you've said, depending on the school they're applying to, maybe that school's looking for a soprano or they're looking for a violinist. Maybe they're not. What's your advice for the seniors who are headed into this process? How are you preparing Interlochen's auditioning seniors? I think for our seniors, we're just making sure that their material will be coming to a peak performance level when the auditions occur. That's certainly what's happening with the music students. I think when we look at visual arts students and creative writers, we have a little more time uh, to help them polish because they're turning in portfolios and don't have to do live auditions necessarily. I think when we're looking at the theater students, they're, again, preparing their monologues to be at peak performance. Now, one of the things that occurs for theater specifically is that you don't necessarily have to go to the school to audition. There are several unified regional auditions in the United States, one in New York, one in Chicago, one in L.A. Uh, And these are great times where the major performing arts theater schools are in the same place at the same time, and you can do multiple auditions. And then many of these schools will then make the second call at the unified audition. And then their final callback will be on campus where all their faculty will be able to look and adjudicate. And then they can show the student their facilities. Okay, I want to pause here for a reality check. Most kids out there with a passion for performing who are hoping to go to these schools and programs for college one day, they don't attend elite performing arts boarding schools like Interlochen. So after the break, I want to hear your advice, Doug, for talented students who don't have the resources of a fantastic school like yours. Oh, absolutely. You bet. In a minute, we're going to hear more tips from Doug Long. But first, a few words from our sponsors. Squarespace is proud to support students and parents as they listen to Getting In. Whether you see your future as a clear path or a blank slate, with Squarespace, you're off to a beautiful start. Squarespace sites look professionally designed, regardless of skill level, and there's no coding required. With intuitive and easy-to-use tools, Squarespace will even give you a free domain if you sign up for a year. And when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code GETTINGIN to get 10% off your first purchase. Create a website that reflects your best skills and talents, because when you start on the right foot, you can go anywhere. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com slash getting in. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Getting in is also sponsored by audible.com. Audible has more than 180,000 audiobooks. You can download them and access them on a bunch of different devices, on iPhones, Android, Kindle, or pretty much any other MP3 player. One book to try out from Audible is Year of Yes, How to Dance It Out, Stand in the Sun, and Be Your Own Person. 
As a very successful TV producer with three kids at home, Shonda Rhimes had lots of good reasons to say no whenever an unexpected invitation arrived. Then she accepted a challenge from her sister to start saying yes. And flipping that script transformed her life. If you want to listen to Year of Yes or many other books, Audible has it. With more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word products, you'll find what you're looking for. Get a free audiobook and 30-day trial today by signing up at www.audible.com college. So before the break, I brought up this question, Doug. What advice do you have for students who don't attend amazing high schools like Interlochen, but are serious about getting into conservatories and performing arts programs? I know that I'm in a very special place and have some opportunities that others do not, as well as our students. However, I think the wisest thing I could tell students, use the resources around you. If you have the opportunity, take a private lesson from someone in your regional area. Uh, Make connections with your regional junior college and or community choir and or openings that you have even in church choir. Work your regional theater. And as you're working with these people, know that they're contacts and connections. And as you begin that junior year to think about college, use those people for the ideas and thoughts that they have on where they've gone to school, on where people they have taught who have now moved on are going to school, and maybe you can connect and get some really good information individual to individual. So I think being wise and using those connections, you know, they, they certainly exist out there for students that are going to public schools or going to day schools uh, that aren't necessarily focused on the arts. Is it true you get cold calls from these kinds of families looking for tips? Oh, absolutely. We'll often get calls from families, and we'll often get calls from other high school counselors saying, I've got this really great kid. How do we work the conservatory process? Uh, And what I would encourage all artists to do is to know that there are several opportunities that are available. The National Association for College and Academic Counselors, otherwise known as NACAC, does a series of regional visual and performing arts fairs all across the United States. And those fairs are going to have a significant number of visual and performing arts schools. And so you want to get on their radar. You want to go to the fair. You want to talk about how many seats are available in a studio, how many dancers they're taking that particular year, how many theater students they're taking that particular year, just to gain information and feedback. So we've been talking about seniors who are in the midst of preparing, let's say, for for in-person interviews or opportunities to demonstrate uh, what they can do in their art. But we also know a lot of juniors are listening, and they've got to be thinking about what they need to do to be prepared for the application process next next fall. Doug, what are the top three things juniors should be doing now if they're serious performers hoping to attend one of these schools? Number one, I believe they should be listening to their senior peers that are out there doing the process right now. Uh, as they discuss how the auditions went, potentially how they traveled there, how the school managed the auditions, those kinds of things so they can get an, an on-the-ground feel for what an audition is going to be like at a visual and performing arts school. I think the other thing that's very clear is that 11th grader needs to do some research because there are things that are vastly different for artistic students than academic students in the process. Many artistic areas require an application deadline that's as early as November 1. 
because they need to get in pre-screenings, meaning the school does not take every applicant for an audition. So you have to do a pre-screening DVD. And then they will grant you, if they believe you're qualified, the opportunity to sign up for an audition. Other schools, it's getting your audition tape in, uh, and it's knowing that you have to have that November 1 deadline so that you can sign up for the regional audition you would like, uh, for example, with theater, to get into the unified application. So planning ahead and knowing that the deadline that's listed for an academic student is is much later than a uh, deadline for an artistic student, I think that's very important to know. The third thing uh, is just beginning those preparations, beginning to do the application. Many schools, especially when you look at conservatories, ask a question these days of basically it's why us? Uh, what is there about our program that will help you 10 years from now in your career? And so you definitely have to spend some time doing some research so you can adequately answer that question about what program they have and specifically how it's going to meet your needs as you head into the future. So, Doug, to this piece about, you know, a school is looking for a violinist or, you know, they're looking for a soprano or they're looking for whatever they're looking for. My sense is that, you know, this is the dicey aspect of the process, you know, for someone like Alessandra, for instance, she's interested in musical theater, but so are lots of women as opposed to men. How do you handle this particular nuance, you know, the fact that it might be harder for a particular kid because of their gender, say, to get into a school because what they're interested in is sort of overpopulated with people of their gender. You know, how do you how do you help students navigate this very practical yet disappointing reality associated with the arts? Yeah, I believe it's it's a very fluid atmosphere from year to year, and it's even difficult to with instrumentation and band and orchestra, or uh, what a specific school is looking for in their theater program, to ever predict uh, where the highs and lows are going to fall. Uh, and so we don't do the prediction. What we do is we do preparation, and that preparation is again coming up with that that solid list of schools that you would be happy. Uh, that list of schools is ranges from schools that are a stretch, both artistically, academically, and financially, to schools that are a, a little more uh, on sound footing for you. Uh, so the, the preparation of that list and not name branding, but really taking the time to look at programming needs and knowing there might be a, prog- there might be a program within your state that you would be very comfortable at, but you haven't thought about that. Uh, and so I think that becomes key is just that research the junior year to help get some guidance and use those instructors around you, your theater instructor, your choir instructor, the church choral director or music director. Those people have knowledge of the field that's out there, and they went through the experience and can connect with some of their colleagues and help provide you information. And when you've got a kid interested in the arts... Is financial aid the same for them? Are there any different opportunities that are available? Absolutely. I think that when you do an audition, that certainly pans into what the school is going to be willing to give you in terms of their program money. But there are two very specific national arts competitions that many, many students don't know about that. The first of those is the Young Arts competition. Uh, and you can just go online and Google Young Arts. It's all one word. And Young Arts is 
a myriad of the arts, and it's the largest funded arts scholarship program in the United States for high school students or students up to the age of 18. Should they be selected by their tape, uh, the students are given an all-expense-paid trip to Miami for Arts Week, where they get to work with the prime instructors in their field of the art. And then through uh, putting on performances, they're adjudicated live and can come back with some significant scholarship and or significant college recognition that can help them in the process. Uh, The other is for visual arts and creative writers, and that is the Scholastic Competition, where students can win awards both within their state and nationally. And those competitions are open to, to anyone here in the United States. And I think it's it's important for, for young artists to know uh, that they have places like that uh, to go to to help with scholarship. The third would be uh, being able to perform and play uh, on the, the uh, NPR show From the Top. Uh, and that would then make a student eligible for funding from the Jack Kent Cook Foundation. And that could be funding for a new instrument. It could be funding for specific training uh, in the arts during a summer intensive. Uh, it could be used for a number of things. But those are three primary scholarships for artists that all students should be aware of. And we've got a listener question from Tara, whose daughter is an actor. My name is Tara, and I'm from the Midwest. My daughter is an actor and is interested in pursuing a theater degree in schools in New York City and L.A. So aside from her safety schools, her entire list will be highly selective. My question pertains to the best time to visit campuses in this situation, knowing that she will have to audition at many of them and also that it is very hard to get accepted into these programs. Is it better to wait to visit until the audition or until after acceptance? However, if we go that route, she will not be able to show the demonstrated interest through a visit, and we would be adding visits to the already stressful time in the fall and winter of applying and auditioning. We've already visited the L.A. schools on other visits, so I'm mainly talking about New York schools, whether we should try to visit now in the spring or wait if she is accepted into any of these programs. I would certainly think that the the correct way to do this would be to visit in the spring to demonstrate interest. You're also going to be able to have an opportunity to maybe get an interview uh, or a tour with a current theater student uh, so you can talk to them about the program uh, and then potentially with a faculty member. And so, again, it shows that degree of interest. And keeping in mind that the unified auditions really do bring together all of the major theater schools in the country for regional auditions, the extensive travel that you may be thinking about could be limited to a long weekend and then final callbacks on that campus. Uh, so that would ease the stress of a, a theater student and, the, and their travel opportunities. Doug, I can tell from you, the way you've shared your perspective with us today and what I've read about you that you're incredibly passionate about advising young people about this next major chapter of their life. And I just want to say you're reminding me of why I was interested in doing the work myself as a college advisor and dean, working with young people, unfolding into their adult self. It's a process that can be a little ugly before it's beautiful, as I like to say, but it's always humbling and full of wonder to watch a young person become themselves. Absolutely. I learn something new every year. Well, Doug, Thanks so much for joining me today. All the best to you and to your seniors undergoing the process. Hope that good things happen for them. And um, on behalf of our listeners, thanks for sharing your wonderful advice and expertise with us today. Great. Thank you for your time, Julie. Listeners, we love hearing from you. 
You can find us on Twitter. Our handle is at gettinginpod. That's all one word, gettinginpod. Please keep sending your voice memos and emails, too. Our email address is gettingin at slate.com. And there's always our trusty hotline where you can leave a voicemail. That number is 929-999-4353. And if you can, leave us a comment on iTunes because it helps other people find our show. This week, an iTunes commenter wrote, There's a wide chasm between the services that college counselors at private schools and public schools are able to provide. This podcast serves as an equalizer. Yes, we love hearing things like this. Getting In is a production of Slate and Panoply Media. Michelle Siegel is our producer. Our executive producer is Laura Mayer. And Panoply's chief content officer is Andy Bowers. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Julie Lifcott-Hames. And remember, it's not just about getting in. It's about finding the right fit.